The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands. And bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are, the, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. I grew up with four brothers, no sisters. I worked in a construction company, my father's, all guys. The last 40 years I spent uh, with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, a religious community of men. So I can say that I know guys pretty well. And this is what I've learned over all of these years about guys. Whenever you see a group of happy, joyful, exuberant, giddy bunch of guys take whatever they say, divide by half, and that's what you believe. If they try to sell you something, don't buy it. You see, I was on vacation with my father and my brother, and 
it was a Sunday morning like this, and I was getting ready to preparing a homily. So my, so they said to me, uh, we're going to go and get some breakfast, let you get your thoughts together, and we'll pick you up and take you to the church. And so about an hour later, they came back, and they're all happy, giddy, overjoyed. I says, what were you guys just doing? I says, where, where did you guys come from? And they said, oh, it was breakfast. It was really, really good. And I says, you guys didn't go to breakfast. You went fishing without me, and you caught really big fish. And that's what happened. So when Thomas walks into the room and sees a bunch of happy, giddy, overjoyed, a bunch of guys, of course he's not going to believe them. Well, a week later, when he's in the room and Jesus appears, and he sees Jesus, he reacts much differently from the 11 disciples the week before. He reacts much better. Only he is the one, when he saw the Lord, said, My Lord and my God is the only one. You see, at that moment, when we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's when we become believers. That's when we become transformed. Everything hinges on believing the resurrection. You know, when the church has been closed for the last month, my brother and I took a little advantage of that, and, and we, uh, uh, we sanded down the pews, and we revarnished them, and trying to fix things up. It was all nice. I think we did a pretty good job. But if the resurrection didn't happen, it's a total waste of time and money. Forty years I've been in the religious life, and it's been great with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. But if the resurrection didn't happen, I just completely threw my life away. This is very nice that we get together and we, we pray uh, this Sunday, especially on Mercy Sunday, and the resurrection didn't happen. It's a whole waste of time. So I thought that my question today I would ask, what proof do we have of the Lord's resurrection? So let's go through the list. So we have an empty tomb. And then we have a bunch of happy, giddy, overjoyed bunch of guys But see, after Thomas said, my Lord and my God, Jesus gave us a third. And he said, blessed are those who do not see and still believe. That's us. That's our proof. When I was first ordained, my, my assignment was a little church in Avenel, New Jersey. It's a small town, nice people there. And when the Oblates, we staffed the parish, the first thing that we did is we sent out a questionnaire to all the people in the parish, asking them, you know, we're new in town, what would you like us to do for you? So they all responded almost unanimously, saying, we want something for the kids, especially for the high school kids. We want the church to have a group, you know, for the kids. And it was a really good request because... Avenel's a small town, and there's nothing there for the kids. There's no parks, there's no rivers, there's no lakes, there's no horseback riding, there's no golfing, there's no malls. The kids have nothing in the town except for the street. 
And you know what happens when kids hit the street. So we started a youth group. And we had lock-ins, dances, and car washes, and it was awful. The kids were just high energy. They were bouncing off the walls. They they were loud. And I said to them, I said, what do you guys eat for breakfast? A bowl of sugar cubes all day? We took them uh, on trips and when I used to, like, for instance, I'd take them maybe to, uh, to Six Flags Great Adventure, and I would give them one rule, because I figured that the kids would remember one rule. And this was the rule. Do not die on this trip. No death. We went to Denver to see the Holy Father on the occasion of, the, of World Youth Day, and we were coming back, and we were in the plane. And I was sitting in my seat, minding my own business, and the stewardess came up to me, and she said... Uh, Excuse me, sir. I said, yes. She said, are these your kids? We had 30 of them. I said, I looked around and I said, I've never seen these kids in my entire life. So she said to me, tell them to be seated and put their seatbelts on. I said, okay. I used to have beautiful, thick hair before this group. After a long time, about five years ago, I received a, a Christmas card from one of the kids that went to Denver. And it was a picture in the front of him with his arm around his wife. He had his three kids standing in front of them. Behind them was the, looked like an expensive, beautiful home that they just bought. And on the card, he wrote this. Father Peter, if you did not come when you did, this picture would not have happened. You see, we don't get the body of Christ. We don't see the body, the hands, the feet. We see the blessings. That's our proof. We get to see the blessings from our belief. You know, things get hard sometimes, and sometimes you just, we have those days and we go, I don't know, I just, I wonder, and we start to have those thoughts. You just keep believing. You just keep believing in the resurrection. And if you do, the blessings will come.